Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Inshallah, today I will talk about a subject uh, which is uh, about being reactionary or proactive. Uh, the ayat that I recited, they are from Surah Tawbah. And a similar kind of ayat you can find in Surah Saf and Surah Fatha as well. Um, the ayat I recited, Allah Azza wa Jal is saying, that they want to extinguish the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the nur here is referred to Islam. They want to, uh, uh, to destroy Islam by their mouth. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will prevent it and Allah will complete his nur, complete his deen, kafirun, even though that uh, the kuffar they will detest that Allah Azza wa Jal will complete his deen. And the following ayah Allah Azza wa Jal is talking about that he has sent that he has sent his messenger Huda with guidance. Wadin uh, al and the Deen of Truth. Both the guidance and the, de- de- the Deen of Haq here, uh, the Deen of Truth, is referring to Al Islam. The Yudhirahu, so this Deen will prevail uh, on all other adyan, all other ways of life, even though the Kuffar, the Mushrikeen, will detest it. Uh, now, a similar ayat, as I mentioned, are mentioned in Surah Fatha. Uh, the one that was revealed uh, uh, right after Sulh Hudaybiyah. And uh, the, uh, some of the Sahaba among, uh, who came with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they were not happy with the treaty or the, uh, the patch or the Sulh that Hudaybiyah was uh, taking care uh, well, uh, and Because the reason was the wording of the Sulh seemingly looked as if they were in, in more favor towards the kuffar rather than the Muslims. But as we saw afterwards in the seerah of Rasulullah that it was completely in the favor of the Muslims and Rasulullah was only following the guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The reason that treaty was signed the way it was signed, it was because it was guided by Allah Azza wa Jal. And when Umar al-Khattab came to Rasulullah complaining about the treaty, and the only response of Rasulullah was that he is the messenger of Allah, and he will follow what Allah has commanded. So that was by the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I'm not, I'm not going to detail about the 
period of Hudaybiyah that will be a subject some other time, inshaAllah. But I want to talk about the issue of that Rasulullah was sent with a, uh, with a very clear uh, goal or a mission that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave it to him. And we find that Rasulullah was never being distracted or digressed from the mission that he was sent for. And this, uh, this ayah, and I will inshallah talk about a couple of other stories also from the time of the Makkah as well, that how Rasulullah even though he was given many choices to uh, make compromises about on this mission that Allah subhanahu wa sent Rasulullah with. And this is, in general, all the prophets came so they can prevail the word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Islam that they, all the prophets were sent with. Now, uh, when, when you look at the tafsir of uh, this ayah, uh, which is mentioned in Surah Tawbah, uh, many of the mufassiri, um, including Ibn Kathir and Qurtubi uh, and Tabri, they all, uh, in general, link with some of the ahadith of the future as well, this hadith, the, the, this, the, these ayat. Uh, one of the hadith that Rasulullah Sallallahu said that uh, word Aisha radiallahu an, uh, and they said, Rasulullah Sallallahu Now here, it sounds strange that you will be worshipping the Lata al-Uzza. The Day of Judgment will not come until uh, 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 until that you will be worshipping Lata al-Uzza. فَقُلْتُ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِنْ كُنْتُ عَلَىٰ عَذُلُّ حَيْنَ أَنْزَلَ اللَّهُ وَالَّذِي أَرْسَلَ رَسُولَهُ بِالْهُدَى وَعَدِينَ الْحَقِّ and uh, 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 so talking about not you, talking about the people. People have taken to the worship of Lata Uzza. And I asked Aisha said to Rasulullah, I think when Allah has revealed this verse, He it is uh, who has sent His messenger with the right guidance and, uh, and the true religion, the ayah that I cited earlier, so that we may cause it to prevail upon all religions, though the apologies are reversed to it. It implies that this promise is going to be fulfilled. Thereupon, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, it would happen as Allah would like. That Allah would send the sweet fragrant air by which everyone who has even a mustard grain of faith in him would die and those who would survive, who would have no goodness in them and they would revert to the religion of their forefathers. This is reported by Sahih Muslim. Uh, now, here it is referring to uh, the time which will be closer to the Day of Judgment. That... Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take away all the believers before the day of judgment. By a sweet fragrance, uh, the wind will blow and all the people who believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will, uh, they will be taken away, they, they, they will pass away from this, from this dunya. And then people will go back to uh, worshipping other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there's another hadith uh, uh, mentioned about the similar, about this, hadith, this ayah. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ زَوَادِ لِلْأَرْضَ فَرَأَيْتُ مَشَارِقَهَا وَمَغَارِبَهَا وَإِنَّ أُمَّتِي فَجَبْلُهُ مُلْكَهَا مَا جُوِيَ لِي مِنْهَا وَعَطَيْتُ الْكَنْزَيْنِ الْأَحْمَرَ وَالْأَبْيَرِ Now here, it's talking about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah drew the ends of the, of the world near me, meaning from the east and the west. They were brought close to him, to show him the east and the west of the world. And the dominion of my ummah, that how the my ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will be controlling the world, will be ruling the world, will have the authority. Uh, would reach those ends which have been drawn near me and I have been granted to the... The translations do a very bad job here. You know, sometimes they say, Al-Ahmar al-Abiyad has, uh, al has red and white. 
this is not talking about the, the cans and the fridges of red and white, rather it's talking about the, as the Mufassirin discussed, this is talking about the treasures of the Persians and the Romans, meaning that the Muslims will take over those two so-called superpowers and they will rule over them. And, and this is what uh, we saw actually very shortly in the time of Umar bin Khattab that the Muslims started opening the land of the Romans and, uh, and the Persians. So the, uh, the prophecy that Allah subhanahu wa sent to us to Rasulullah was very quickly fulfilled. And that's the, uh, this is the idea that I like to talk about that uh, when it comes to when it comes to Rasulullah and Sahaba, we find them, they were very focused about the mission Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them with. And uh, any kind of uh, hardship that they were, coming, uh, they, they were coming across, they always kept their focus about achieving this goal. And this the very same obligation of taking this deed to the rest of the world that lies on our shoulders. So what we have to think about is that we should not be digressed by many of the atrocities and the hardship that the Ummah is going through. Yes, those hardships that the Ummah is going through, it could be of our own the direct blood relatives as well. We have to think about, yes, we can take care of those hardships whenever those hardships pop up, but that should not move us or sway us away from our main goal. So our main mission has to be there, and we have to question ourselves that do we really are we really working towards this specific goal Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with? Do we have even a mission? Do we really think about this mission? That this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent this deen and Rasulullah with. So this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prevail over all ways of life. Or are we the ones who are just looking for some benefit? or direct uh, uh, ease of whatever hardship that we are going through. And we see that this vision in the life of Rasulullah from the beginning time. One of the hadith which is reported by Afif radiallahu in uh, different books of the history uh, have reported this hadith of Afif. And Afif is actually kind of reporting this hadith with some sadness because he came to Mecca and uh, he met Abbas radiallahu anh, who was not a Muslim at that time, uh, uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he saw a man came out, and he stood in front of the Kaaba, and he started uh, doing ruku and sujood and um, things like that. And there's a boy came, and he stood next to him. And there's a woman came who stood behind them, and they started doing the ruku and sujood, following Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. For Afif, it was a strange. Uh, thing that he was seeing. He did not see these kind of acts before. So he asked Abbas that who, who are these people and what are they doing? And the response of Abbas, radiallahu anhu, who was uncle of Rasulullah, but Muslim at that time, his response was that the guy who is leading is his, he's my nephew and he says that he is the messenger of Allah. And next to him, is my other nephew and the cousin of Muhammad Ali radiallahu And the woman standing behind them praying is the wife Khadija radiallahu anha. And he said, these are the only three people who are believers of this deen today. As of now. Ta'fiq, he thought of himself later on that if he would have accepted Islam at that time, he would have been the fourth one. But Abbas continued on and he said that, and he says, 
that the treasures of the Qasr wa Kisra, the Romans and the Persians, will be under his feet. Meaning that Rasulullah came with a, with a message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that will make him the one who will be ruling over all of them. Now, this is the very beginning of the da'wah. Rasulullah had only two people. But the message was clear, the mission was clear from their, uh, their time. And even later on, when, uh, uh, when uh, Abu Talib, he was sick and he was on his deathbed, some of the kuffar came to Abu Talib and they were trying to convince him again to tell Muhammad وسلم, if he wants to be the ruler, we'll make him the ruler. But stop saying what he's saying about our God. And Rasulullah said, how about if I give you something better? He said, okay, let me, I can tell you one kalima that will make you rulers over Arab and the Ajam and Abu Jahl, the, the famous enemy of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, infamous enemy. And uh, he came, you talk about one, we will follow ten, gave us ten. And the response of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was, La ilaha illallah. That there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Azza wa Jal. See, the, I like to mention this uh, many times. You hear this term, translation as there's no, no, there's no God but God. No, this is not what La ilaha illallah means. There is no, no deity worthy of worship except Allah Azza wa Jal. And the worship means that we follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as I discussed the last week, the khutbah. When we were talking about the ulama, following the ulama blindly can make us take them as the as 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 the arbab, as the rabb. Now, upon which Abu Jahl right away retreated, and he started saying bad things, and he then he returned back. So, see, only this layla illallah was enough for gaining the authority over the Arab and the Ajam. Because that la ilaha illallah is not just la ilaha illallah to us, a, a, a kalima, rather it comes with a whole way of life. That comes with a whole system of life. That was well understood by that. And then we see that Rasulullah in the Makkah time, that when he was doing the da'wah, and the later phase of the da'wah that when uh, when, uh, when Rasulullah was ordered to go to different tribes and ask for help from them to protect Rasulullah and become Muslim and protect him and allow him to implement the rules of Allah and nobody was responding back when Rasulullah was going to different tribes finally the people from Medina came and they gave Rasulullah the support we are all aware of this seerah of Rasulullah there's nothing new that I'm giving but there's something happened when Rasulullah after the Sahaba they migrated to Medina and he was migrating. And the Meccans, they put a, a booty of 100 camels on the head of Rasulullah <coughs> Whoever can get him, they will get 100 camels. Now, many people went to look for him. The only person who was able to reach Rasulullah and Abu Bakr and the people who were with him to, to find Rasulullah during the, this travel or during the journey of Mecca to Medina, the Hijrah, was Suraqa bin Malik. When he reached Rasulullah and uh, his horse was continuously tripping when he was getting closer to Rasulullah. And then later on, every time he was tripping, he used to take out his arrows and throw the arrow for, uh, uh, they had some things about to decide whether he should move forward or not. And uh, every time the, the arrow was coming, 
in the prayer world that he should not follow Rasulullah Sallallahu But he was still continuing following Rasulullah Sallallahu And finally, even his horse's legs were, they, they went inside the sand. And he was not able to move forward. Again, he did the thing and he realized that there is some supreme power stopping him. And he talked to Rasulullah Sallallahu and even offered him food and other things for his journey. And he said he will go back. Rasulullah Sallallahu said to him that, that uh, uh, he did not take any of the help from Suraka at that time. One. Second thing he said was that to promise when he goes back to Mecca, he's not going to tell anything about Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he agreed. And then Rasulullah Sallallahu actually made, him, made uh, Amr ibn Fuhira to write a note for Suraka that he, he, since he's going back, Rasulullah Sallallahu offered him something, which was the siwar of the, of the Kisra, which is the bracelet of the, uh, of the Persian king, which actually is a symbol. The siwar is not just a siwar, it's more of a symbolic thing that when the Muslim will take over the Persian empire, and you will get all the booties from the Persian Empire's king, that Allah, the Rasulullah promised Suraka that you will get that uh, booty, which is the siwar, which is, and not only the, the bracelet, rather the crown and other thing that comes along from the king. So now, here, it seems like Rasulullah is, uh, is leaving Mecca to Medina, and there are people after him to assassinate, even though he was going very clearly for, uh, for, to, to implement the rule of Allah in Medina, to establish the, uh, the Islam over there, but he was, there was his, his life was under threat. And even at that time, his vision was very clear what Islam is going to produce for the Muslims. And he even promised Suraka, and Suraka was, uh, he knew, even though he's a Kafir, that what Rasulullah is saying, because he is al Sadiq, he is Al-Amir, whatever he is promising, it will be fulfilled. And now the one who was the enemy of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi and after the booty at that time of hundred camels, he goes back and he is one of the people who was in favor of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So what we see here is <clears throat> from the beginning time, Rasulullah sallallahu started dawah in Mecca until he moved to Medina. His vision was very clear what he was looking for, which was to. To, to, to implement Islam in a way that this deen become victorious. Now, this is on our, our shoulders as well. But we have to have a vision. Yes, there are things that are happening. We hear the news about what happened yesterday in, uh, 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 in, in London, in one of the masajid. Or we hear what's happening in India. Many of the news and the clips are coming in about the lynching and all those things that are happening against the Muslims. Many things which are happening in Syria, many things that are happening in Yemen, many things that are even happening in Chicago to Muslims and non-Muslims alike. All those things are happening. Yes, we can help as much as we can for, for these issues to alleviate the pain of the people, including Muslims and non-Muslims alike. But at the same time, we cannot be reactionary in a way that anything pops up, we just go behind that and try to solve that and forget about what we are here for. Forget about what is our main mission. What is the vision or mission Rasulullah came with? Are we part of that mission or not? Or are we being digressed every time something bad happens and we just follow and become reactionary and we are only reacting to when somebody says something? Like for example, the issue of Syria is going on for almost 10 years now. But do we have to only move for the issue of Syria 
when it becomes part of the news, do we have to only move about the issue of Palestine when it becomes part of the news, or Kashmir, or India, or any part of the world? Or do we have our own agenda? Do we have our own proactive uh, mission that we are trying to achieve? This is a question that we really have to ask ourselves, and this can be asked on an individual basis. Do we move because somebody is moving us? Or do we move because there is some moving thing inside us? This aqeedah of la ilaha illallah is the one that is moving us in the direction that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. And I think all of us are very well aware of it. It just takes a sincere heart to question ourselves. That what is the thing that moves us? And we can only get that. First of all, we have to be clear about this idea that what exactly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. And I'm here just to remind, I know this is something probably we are all aware of it. But it's a reminder for us, what, what is the thing that moves us? And question ourselves, are we reactionary or proactive? If we are reactionary, then I can guarantee you, if we only react, then we can be doing something good and we can be used. We can be used. Because those things can be done in a way that we will be, will be led to do something good, but the benefit is taken by somebody else. Unless we have our own goal. This is why even in the medical field, that when you are, many of you guys are here of our physicians, when you guys are treating a patient or any human being, the first thing that comes to mind is the preventive medicine. That you take care of all the prevention first. And if something bad happens, then you take care of that specific thing. But the prevention is a key thing. If you can take care of the thing from the beginning, from the root, then that problem will not exist even. At all. And this is what we see in the in Islam. In general, the problems are solved at the root level, not at the branches. When it comes out, it just keep chopping off the branches. Rather than if the tree is bothering somebody, the tree has to be uprooted, not just the branches, because those branches will grow up again, maybe more more stronger than before. So the question I want to leave all of us here, inshallah, is let's go and evaluate ourselves. That when we are even doing the things for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, are we doing it as a reaction to something? Or we are the driving force for us is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has ordered us to begin with, and we have a goal that we want to achieve to make this deen supreme, to make this deen prevail over all other ways of life. Because not because this is from the Arab or the Ajam or the Browns and the White. No, this is because this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of the heavens and earth. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran Tafsir, and Sira are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.